Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives and varying skill range. I am the hardcore gamer host of this year-end review. Andrew, with me, our moderate gamer who can't quite figure things out, Keith. Hello. And of course, our wonderful noob, Liz. Hey, guys. And it's another end of the year, so you know what that means. The episode that no one cares about. But our wrap-up of the year to what we think are some of the best games that we played this year on Game Pass. So if you want to have a point of reference as to the games, because, you know, we played uh, 48 games last year, so we did not miss a lot of weeks. But I did post the pictures of our list on our Twitter and our Facebook. So make sure you follow us at Twitter at GBGBpod or go to our Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. And you can see the list so we, you can kind of compare because we're obviously not going to read them all here on this podcast because that'll be like 30 minutes of us just listing games that no one's going to remember. But we thought we'd also add some kind of fun categories this year. So we're going to see how this goes. It's probably going to go terribly. So guys, we finished another year. How did you think this year went with Game Pass and our podcast? I guess you should say that. Or the year in general. (laughs) I think what a a dang good year for Game Pass. That's what I'm going to say. I think it's fantastic here. I, I think it's just it continues to be my favorite subscription service. Like, I, I don't know if all the things that they says use a lot because you have Playboy. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Anyways, I forgot so many of the games that we played, or I guess I thought that they were from like two years ago. Like I, like Call of the Sea. I thought that was a long time ago. I can't believe that was this year. Same with like Celeste, Planet Coaster. I was like, am I looking this up right? Brutal Legends, I swear we played like two years ago. It's, I know. Did it I seems do this like wrong, guys? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think you did. And and partly because in particular, I can actually like picture kind of my, my setup. I did, I did a lot of big things this year. So I can actually kind of like picture some of the games around what I was doing throughout the year. But... Yeah, like it, it is crazy to think about that I forgot that we played them. I, I didn't remember all of these games. And I look at the list, I'm like, holy crap, that's a that's a lot of games. <laughs> I know. Like to me, it flew by so quick. I mean, because we did not miss a lot of weeks. It was just game after game after game. And like, yeah, looking at this list, I'm like, woof. I also can feel like you can see when I was kind of just getting into a, a rut where I didn't really want to play games. <laughs> My scores were a little... And um, so, yeah, I, th- that was a big section of I missed four games and all along that, that it's like in the same area. I'm just going to I'm going to put this out there to any of our listeners, because I don't want to do this. And I don't blame Liz for not doing this either, because she did incredible work and, and it's going to help me actually do this episode. But if anyone out there wants to like throw this into an Excel spreadsheet, we could we could do some cool data with it or you can do some cool data with it and let us know, because also I don't know how to do data. You are not in accounting. Um, I I did actually get my degree in accounting. Did you really? <laughs> you don't know how to do Excel? How long have you guys been friends and you don't know? I mean, I still don't know what Keith does for a job. He's explained it to me like I feel like times. he's secretly like a CIA agent. No. Have you met I, Keith? <laughs> no, my, my, my wife describes me as a MySpace coder. And it's, <laughs> it's not the furthest from the truth. But it's also... I I don't code anything, but it, but yeah, your your boy Tom taught you well, didn't he? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't do the Excel though. If I need to do something with Excel, I just I just ask everyone else for help, and people help me with my Excel stuff. <laughs> but I gotta say, so this year, so we've now almost done this podcast for almost three years. And Liz, you still do not consider yourself a gamer. I think that's my favorite fact about this podcast is that <laughs> Liz is dedicated, like actually dedicated three years of her life to video games. And, and I mean that sincerely. And, and I just think it's fascinating. It's weird. There are times where I start playing a game and I really get into it and it just like, it flows and I'm not really asking you a ton of questions and I feel like a gamer. Those are good games. Yeah. And so <laughs> for me, like sometimes I feel like a gamer and then there are other times where I just like, I hear you laughing at me while I'm playing the game because I'm so bad. <laughs> It doesn't and so you. I feel like it's no, oh. I just feel like, I just feel like it's so very up and down with like my emotions when I'm playing a game <laughs> that I don't know what I am. <laughs> See, I think that's the split right there. Actually, that's the difference between you and I, Liz, because I have also experienced sitting and playing a video game while Andrew laughs at me. The difference <laughs> is it enraged me. <laughs> 
Yeah, you no, there's actually a lot of times I don't even laugh at you that often. I more laugh at your expressions. Like you playing yeah. Madden or honestly just about any game. It just depends <laughs> on your mood, but you're just cursing <laughs> up a storm over something really simple and petty. Like I remember Riffbreaker, you were you were swearing a whole bunch over chat. Oh, if I don't eat, that's me. Oh, yeah. I need to eat when I game. <laughs> And then also, like, if it's, like, a racing game, I'm moving my body with the controller, you know? <laughs> the one racing game we did. <laughs> yeah. Some games had driving. Yeah. That's very true. But, yeah, I think it's crazy. This past year, Microsoft, you know, Microsoft always does some sort of wrap-up for your profile. And I think it's funny looking at my profile and, like, literally seeing my gamer score, like, jump up ever since we started this podcast. I mean, my, anyone who sees my profile, you know, I have quite a bit of gamer score. But I love, ever since we've been doing this podcast, it's just been this, like, steep upward trend of achievements. I think this year I had to have done close to 20,000. Because I know I broke 100,000 somewhere in the around fall, I think. And I, and I ended the year around 116. So I had to have easily done 20,000, which is record numbers for me by and far yeah and i mean i, mean, I love that like people are challenging me to achievements i, I will say we actually have a, a new listener who's uh joining in the achievement race so i love that we just keep getting like new people joining in on the race because i always love competition i have to say it, i mean i don't know if i'm if i'm steering us away from something but just talking about game bass cloud gaming has been the best thing that's that's happened to i think gaming at least in my lifetime that i can think of i know it's you just refuse to upgrade your xbox now <laughs> No, I I absolutely want to still because I just I want the added benefits of having it. And at the end of the day, I don't know, I, I want it. But it's nice to know that I don't need it because I, I have the ability to play all of the Series X games through cloud gaming. But really, besides that, there is just no greater feeling than me like this game looks kind of interesting. Pick it up 10 minutes in. Go, I'm, I'm not hooked. Done. And I don't have to spend 20 minutes downloading it. It's not a roguelike. It, not even that. Just, it, I mean, okay. God, you got me there. <laughs> that I do play just about every roguelike that pops up on the Game Pass. But that it's just the, it's just such a nice feeling to be able to just try a game. And then honestly, half the time still never install it because why bother? I can just cloud game it. But I think we should get into this mess. So our first category that we're doing uh, first up is what game do we think was best graphics? Or better yet, if you guys want to uh, mix it up a little bit, it could also be your favorite art style game. I guess I will start us off with this first one. For me, it was hands down, I got to give, for best graphics, I got to give it to Control. Like, I think Control is absolutely stunning. I will say, too, like, at this time when I played Control, I had the Series X, so it had the ray tracing and all, you know, the bells and whistles. And I think that game is just gorgeous. I will say a close second for me, though, would be Forza Horizon 4 that we did. But Control is just, I honestly, I loved everything about that game when it comes to the graphics. It's so funny because I probably don't fully disagree with you. I, I guess I'm going to just go ahead and go next. I'm going to take the reins on that one. And because I don't, I just don't remember it. So that's Seriously? why. I, oh man, that game was so good. Oh, I, I remember the gameplay and I remember enjoying the game. Like I it was fun to play and I, and I loved a lot of the way it, it was, but at the same time, I, I remember them being good, but I don't remember them being like stunning, but yeah, I think, I think for me, as far as best overall graphics, I was actually thinking the ascent as much as it's funny because I didn't really like the gameplay in the ascent, but it, it was just a nice looking game, the environments and just everything about it looked so nice. And the way that the maps changed when it would just go to those grand port, like opening up and like the 2D sometimes, just all these weird little things. That I loved how it played out. I just didn't really like the gameplay of it. I thought for sure your pick was going to be Forza Horizon. I mean, yes. And I don't know. It's weird. And I and I know we're doing our our year end, but I think the hardest part for me to say Forza Horizon is because of five being out now and having played that, <laughs> that I'm like, it, it just makes it not feel as nice, I guess, in a really weird way. But as far as games played, like, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think that's the, the the most realistic. But I just, I like, so maybe The Ascent is like a combined of art style and graphics. All right. 
For me, I just want full disclosure. I mean, <laughs> I'm an indecisive person. And if you're asking no. me to pick something like one, it's probably not going to happen. So we'll just roll with that and embrace it. Right. So this is probably like my the one that I have like the most games listed because there were so many that I loved. Really? So uh, Procession to Calvary. I love the art style. Oh, yeah. Oh, for our style. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. Control <laughs> and Forza just for just like super clear per, like i remember the scene with the janitor in control yeah and was in awe of that guy's face and then um also art style um it takes two i remember loving the the character models in um plants versus zombies oh really and then um this is only like one part of it but in subnautica the creepiest graphics like i remember that thing scared the bejesus out of me that like <laughs> that fish yeah scariest monster yeah, so I mean that I feel like deserves like an honorable mention, but yeah, I think the first thing that I thought of though was Procession to Calvary. So is that your number one? I already said, <laughs> don't make me do. I'd say that or Control, maybe. Well, I think, I think. I, I mean I guess. Well, I mean your answers are your answers. I won't tell you what your answers are, but, but like you interested like <laughs> graphics and and gameplay or in art style, because I I. I don't want to say I forgot about Procession of Calvary, but I forgot how cool like the art style was in that. So I, yeah. I want to put that in at least a runner-up category on mine because that's also going to happen a lot in this is me going, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. that me too. <laughs> All right. So this one I thought for me is a little bit tricky, but next category that we're going is best soundtrack. And for this, this can be all over the place because some games have a fantastic soundtrack. Some of them are absolutely awful. I can tell you, Keith is not going to pick Control. Because he said it's a contender for Butt Rock of the Year. So I can already, I already know that that's not going to be his. It might be the only one, because I don't remember if there's any others. Well, I'm oh, sure there no. was. There were, there, but I can't remember was. them all. I Okay, for if we, were, if we were to go on a little tangent here for your Butt Rock games. Yeah, I remember Control, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dead Space, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure The Ascent. Got a good memory. Did Back for Blood? No. Um, Back for Blood did in the bar scene episode, but you didn't get the butt rock song. Oh yeah, we got Black Betty. Oh, that deserves an honorable mention. The Black Betty song in that. That was just pure gold. Perfect song for that scene. But yeah, I, I remember at least a couple of those. Oh, and Outriders. Outriders definitely had some butt rock songs for you too. I remember that. What is Outriders? <laughs> Outriders is the uh, third person RPG where like you're in the future you land on a planet and you have like special powers what <laughs> yeah okay I clearly didn't re remember that sorry I keep uh, interrupting your your pick on music for best soundtrack for me it is a tough choice I did love the radio station for Horizon 4 to me I think that was a lot of fun I think though what I am going to give it because like if I'm factoring in soundtrack and just overall sound design, I think I'm giving it to Subnautica. Like the sound of the underwater and like when the music's playing, it is like such a vibe in that game. And then when it gets silent and you just hear like the noises of like the different sea creatures. When you're about to get eaten? Yes. I, I think I'm going to give it to Subnautica. Like I said, I loved Forza Horizon's soundtrack. I remember I loved Controls for the most part too. But just like the overall atmosphere and soundtrack, I got to go to Subnautica. So I think I I think it's gotta be between Forza Horizon for me and and uh Procession of Calvary. And it's so weird because I don't listen to classical music at all. But you're something doing, you do in Forza. <laughs> well, but that's but that's my point and where I was uh, going with that. But thanks Sorry. You know, thank you. I got uh, very excited. I know. I know. Um so it's weird because I'm not like this big classical music fan, but there's something about well, it, it makes sense in Procession to Calvary, and it's so perfect in that game. But at the same time, like, that's all I listen to in Forza Horizon. And it's so peaceful, and it just makes the game just so much fun to me. But It makes it epic. Yeah, epic. It really yeah. does. Yeah. And you're playing no, I Forza, think... and you're getting, like, Ride of the Valkyries going. It's yeah. awesome. And you're 190 miles an hour down down a highway in a Lamborghini. Yeah, it, like, it feels awesome. But it's... But it's also the mix-up of Forza Horizon 2 that makes it nice. Like the, the radio stations and being able to change it up. Because some of them actually have some music that I enjoy as a, outside of that too. So I like having the ability to do that. And then also it, it's just a it's one of the most perfect Spotify games. Because outside of the 
the special songs, you don't need the radio stations. So you can just listen to whatever you want on it. And so it's like just the most perfect Spotify video game there is. So it's it's a runner up for me, but I think I got to give it to Procession of Calvary because it fits the overall environment of the game so well. But as far as like overall atmosphere too, just like because you were talking about that, I think I, I think for me that's Dead Space because I just love how like the sounds of the ship creaking and breaking as you're walking through it and like the aliens skittering about and all that. I I think it has the overall like best vibe to it. Yeah, for me, I mean, I immediately thought of Brutal Legends. And if I remember, I think Psychonauts 2 had really good music. Yeah. If I, I remember like thinking that I liked the music in Psychonauts 2. And I also love the voice acting, which I know like isn't really part of it. But and then I know Jack Black is in both of them. That's not why. But like I do <laughs> love rock music. So Brutal Legends is there. And so I think those two. But for me, Subnautica, I agree with you, like the atmosphere. But also I felt like Call of the Sea did that pretty well, too. It did. So I f- like when you go to the storm area. Yeah, it's not really my cool. my pick, but I I did like that a lot. Oh, actually, you know the other one I was thinking about because I just looked back at the list and I forgot. It's Undertale. That's another one that I just overall like it, for different reasons, but I I just overall really liked the music to that game. It was just fun. I had to look that game up. <laughs> really? That's a forgettable one for me. Oh jeez. I I mean I looked it up so I know what he's talking about, but yeah. Well, I think I talked about it on the episode, but yeah, Undertale is weird for me because I kind of knew the music to Undertale before I even played the game. Because every so often I get into these weird kicks where I just listen to like video game remixes or like people like mix up different video game music and all this stuff on Spotify. And Undertale was one that I found that I just I really liked on there. So I'd been listening to that for a while and then I played the game. And so I just like it. (laughs) That's interesting. Does anybody else do that? Write to us. (laughs) What, listen to video game soundtracks? Yeah, do the listener, like everyone listening, do you guys do that? Or is that just a key thing? No, and a not lot just, of people love not just soundtrack. soundtracks. We actually, I don't oh, remember. It, it might have been a long time ago because it, it all blurs together. But we had someone write into us for, it was a PlayStation user because they found us because they were looking for a soundtrack for a game. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it, it actually but, I mean, is a thing. But that's different, looking for a soundtrack. You just said a random gaming playlist. Like, I think that's. Well, I'm not even talking like gaming playlists. I'm talking about like mashups where like people like remix like video game music with like other video game songs and like mix them up together and like i don't know it it's it's i don't want to say it's weird it's <laughs> but it's i don't know every so often i'm just like i don't know i want to listen to some weird mario remix someone <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, you have some weird soundtracks on your spotify oh my my spotify is a hot mess and not and i mean partly because of myself but also, you know, <laughs> toddlers will do that to you. Uh, so yeah. mine's like full of like baby shark and frozen right now. Yeah, that happens. But Keith, this is probably the most difficult category for you, but I really want to know what game had the best story for you. I had an answer for this too. Actually, I think I think Undertale. I think because really? that one, like, I actually cared about the characters and like I wanted to see it through. So I I think it's got to be Undertale. Um double checking here that i'm not missing anything but yeah i think yeah I'd, I'd go with undertale that's that's a very solid pick i i really enjoyed undertale story i i did think that was a lot of fun um man for me we had so many good games with so many good stories this year oh you know another one the good life i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna throw in battlefield actually because of the uh what do they call them oh the vignettes yeah like those were really cool. They weren't so huge story, but they were just, they were so engaging. But yeah. anyways. And I mean, and that's perfect for you. Someone who hates story. Like it was just this nice bite size. Mm-hmm. This is a very tough category for me. Cause like call of the sea had a great story, you know, undertale, fantastic story. I love Dishonored's story. Dead space. I thought was good. Gets a little weird, but. Psychonauts too. I remember listening to the beginning because I didn't play Psychonauts 1 and thought, this is the most interesting beginning of a game. Yeah. So I feel like I'd have to put that up there. Honestly, yeah. For me, I think uh, Psychonauts yeah. 2 is probably my favorite story. Um, it Takes Two, I think, is a close, is an honorable mention. It's probably second clo- like second for Psychonauts 2. But I loved Psychonauts 2. I thought the characters were so engaging. I actually loved just all the voice acting in Psychonauts. And then the story just kind of goes on a bit of a twist absolutely loved it i thought that the whole story was so engaging and fun i loved it from beginning to end 
take like I said, an eight takes two was probably a close second. It got a little repetitive in the middle, but I enjoyed its payout and I loved the journey with it, with its story. I needed more from them though. I needed to know more about what was going yeah. wrong. I forgot right. about Psychonauts. I'm the one that came up with Psychonauts too. <laughs> was that your pick? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's very lazy of you. What? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm the one that came up with it. I think I like Dishonored stories. Um, I think I like Dishonored as well, but I don't really remember too much. It was so long ago. You have like the memory of a goldfish. A goldfish. <laughs> I know. I, I'm i surprised you remember you married me. I wish I could forget. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. That hurt. Sassy. All right, Keith. But this category is for you. You requested it. Everyone wants to know what was the best roguelike or roguelite that you played this year. Because as you said, you've played them all. This is tough. It is. Because we've done a lot. It's like we did 48 games and probably a good like 28 of them are roguelikes. It's funny though, because I'm looking at the list and it's all in order. And it was really about halfway through the year that that started happening. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of just got to a point where all of a sudden we just kept playing roguelikes all the time. Um, I love them all for so many reasons. And, and you know, I could probably find a reason why I like all of them. But I, but I keep going back to, and it's funny because it was not the game that I played the most, or the roguelike that I played the most of all of them. But I think it's got to be Atomic Crops. There's just something so uniquely special about that game in, I don't know, the, the farming aspect and everything about it. It's It, it was just, I think that's got to be my one for the year. Hades is the one that I played the most, and I and I do love Hades. But yeah, Atomic Crops. Final answer. For me, I was thinking Atomic Crops or Going Under and it's weird. I look back so fondly on those games, but I rated them not so great. Like I remember them being like addicting and super fun, but my score kind of doesn't reflect that that well. I mean, I, I got it. Give them a good score, but not like I thought that they were great. I don't know. But yeah, those two, I remember I kept playing after the week ended, which doesn't usually happen because yeah. I mean, we have limited time to play the next game. And then also Monster Train. That's a roguelite, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I scored that really high. I think I like Slay the Spire better. So uh, I feel like I, that's why I didn't pick that one. But I actually really like that one as well. Jeez. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot about Slay that. Slay the Spire I'm... wasn't this year, though. So Yeah. It was like our first year, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played some really good roguelikes this year. I mean, we also, I think, played some stinkers. Like uh, <laughs> Into the Pit. Uh, <laughs> no, I I liked Into the Pit. I, I I made you lower your score. I convinced you a little bit. I remember you were going to give it higher. Yeah. But uh, no, you guys both. I fully agree. Those are definitely on my top list of this year. But for me, I'm I'm hands down giving it to Hades. I loved Hades. I loved its art style. I thought its combat was great. But not only that, it was a roguelike with a story. And I I actually forgot to mention that because that actually would probably be on my list for one of my favorite stories. I really liked Hades' stories. I The unfortunate thing is I felt the information you were getting was just a little too slow, but I loved its overall atmosphere and like what you were trying to do and uncover. It was awesome. Loved Hades. I just And also, to the story, if you really want the full story, you have to grind that game. So that's the only unfortunate thing. But overall, I think Hades is a fantastic package. Graphics were great. Gameplay, music, everything was so much fun. But yes, a close second is Monster Train. I thought Monster Train was is so much fun. And then, yeah, I agree, Keith, with you. Uh, Atomicrops, that's probably my third. Atomicrops was just, it was a very different, it was a top-down twin-stick shooter roguelike, and it was just, it was simple, but addictive. And it, it always felt like it changed just enough. I think, like, sometimes you just, there's there's some aspects of, of roguelike sometimes where the, the RNG is just not very good. Yeah. And you feel like you're getting the same things over and over again. I felt like every run of Atomicrops, like, like you want, you'd find a perfect build and be like, all right, I just got to get back to that. And you just never could. Like the breaking guns and all that really helped make it so that it, it, it didn't feel stagnant 
throughout the gameplay, let alone every additional run. Yeah, I agree. All right, but Liz, next up, I want to hear from you because I'm really interested with you. What was the best co-op game that we played this year? Because we actually did a significant amount of co-op games too. Yeah, I mean, I think It Takes Two takes the title for me because I just had so much fun, like, killing your character. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I mean, we had puzzles. We also just messed around. And I mean, I just, for me, I just thought it was the most fun. But there are some games that I liked in multiplayer uh, a lot, like Back for Blood. uh, But it wouldn't really, is that also single player? Back for Blood? Yeah. Kind of. It is, but the AI was real bad. Yeah, I remember liking some of them like that. But yeah, I, I think that one's my top pick. Because even Deep Rock Galactic, I enjoyed playing with you, but I also really hated playing it by myself. So, Yeah. I mean, It Takes Two, I think, is kind of a given. I, for the most part, would give, probably give it two. But I think the other, the other game I absolutely loved, I, which I think I actually might give for my favorite co-op game, is actually Outriders. Outriders, I always thought was a lot of fun playing with people. I love that you had different classes and just doing these dungeon runs. It was a very simple, mindless game of just blasting hordes of enemies. And I thought this, that was a lot of fun. I absolutely loved Deep Rock Galactic, but yeah, I agree with you, Liz. Both Deep Rock Galactic and Back for Blood, they are fantastic co-op games, but they're really bad single-player games. And that's the only thing that kind of stinks. Outriders, you think you can do pretty well with single-player, but... I don't know. For me, I, I I had a lot of fun with Outriders. I think my second close would be Deep Rock, is my honorable mention. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard to argue with it takes two, but again, just feels like a I don't know. It's in its own category because it's forced co op. Yeah. But I think I'm I think I'm also No, I I'm not on Outriders. So I wanted to say Outriders. But I think the unfortunate part is is like there's we kind of got to a point where unless you're playing around people your same skill level or like power levels and all that like it kind of stunk sometimes because it would either be i'd go in with you and you sort of struggle on your levels but be able to hold us own so i could try to level up with you but like i was so far off of where you guys you were on power levels that it took some of the fun away and i almost felt like i was running along with you but it is a fun co-op game i agree in terms of the gameplay style and how it goes and the dungeon runs, all that. I love it. I think for me, though, it's it's got to be Forza Horizon because there's just something so much fun about all of those races. Like, <laughs> and I and I know, and I'm pulling this from Forza Horizon Five, but the gameplay and co-op is is the same in terms of this. Like, just thinking back on when we were playing just recently, and that time where I was like laughing about being in first place, and then just driving off of a bridge, and just the moments like that in the game that just. I, I like I think I was in tears laughing about that and there's something so good about that. But I'm surprised you like that too because when you play multiplayer, you can't really rewind and you miss so many checkpoints, Keith. Yeah, but the thing is, is, is like I just But the thing about it is like it, and I'm sure there has been times where I've gotten grumpy about it or whatever, but largely oh, yeah. like you've played with me. I don't. I'm just like eh, it is what it is because there's because as you know, with the co-op in the game, I think you can change it. But I don't know. The default setting is you play as a team and you can basically get last place as long as somebody gets first place on your team. And rarely did I ever get actual last place. Not never, but rarely. <laughs> and so like I just I, it was like I never even got mad. I was just like, ah, whatever. I missed the checkpoint. Do this over again. And it was just I always enjoyed it. I think it's just one of my favorite games to play with other people. All right. So our next couple of, ca- couple of categories here, Liz is smirking because I already have a feeling she's going to get very salty with us. The first category we're going to be doing is, uh, this is obviously very subjective, but the next category, I want to know what your guys' biggest disappointment of it was this year. Now, this is even even so Why much saying that like- make me salty? Like, oh, because <laughs> I know there's a lot of games here that you, you, got, you were so disappointed in. Now, this category doesn't necessarily mean that the game was bad. It's just that we had high hopes for it, and then we played it, and it just absolutely did not get close to those expectations we had. So just because a game wins this award doesn't mean it's bad. But for me, I think I'm going to give it to Carrion. The whole concept of Carrion was just really cool. You know, it's a 2D kind of environmental platform game where you are playing an amorphous blob that is essentially an alien that is just consuming and killing all humans. 
And I was like, this sounds really cool. You're playing a bad guy. You're playing a monster. It reminds me very much of uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. It did not play like that. It, to me, was just so shallow and boring. And I was just so disappointed in it. I wanted so much from this game, and it just did not deliver. So for me, I'm giving it to Carrion. Uh, for an honor, I don't know if it's, I guess, dishonorable mention, I would maybe have to go with Deer Simulator. When I saw the uh, trailers for Deer Simulator, I was like, this game's going to be hilarious. I think it's going to be like a fun time. I was expecting it to be like Goat Simulator. And I found that game to also be just very shallow. So I, I kind of forgot about Carrion and the aspect of it was hyped up to be more than it was. And, and I don't disagree with you there. And, and as much as I I was like the only or I was the only of us that actually liked Deer Simulator at all, <laughs> I, it wasn't what I had fully expected it to be by any means. But I I think for me it's pretty easy with twelve minutes. Like I was excited about that, and by the partly by the end of it, but just also in general, like it just it wasn't nearly as good, and also like uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I just, just liked what it did with its story. I thought it was kind of cool. In some ways, but largely, yeah, I think for me, 12 minutes is has got to be the biggest one. I just had my honorable mention, and I and I lost it. Give me a minute here. But I, I totally, yeah, 12 minutes was up there on me for you, too. I don't remember. I might I might chime in with it late. You can go. <laughs> Liz, out of all these games, though, what was your biggest disappointment? There were a couple. A couple. <laughs> I think 12 minutes is the winner. I agree with Keith about that. For me, like I'd heard that storyline like before and other things. So for me, I was like, oh, that that's it. And I love Willem Dafoe. You know, it hurts me to say this. <laughs> I, that's what I thought for sure you would have saved that game. But I also don't really like the gameplay in it. And then some runner ups, The Ascent, uh, Destroy All Humans. I thought that was going to be a bit more my humor. I think I thought I would like the gameplay more. And then lastly, I this is a disappointment for me because it was winning all the awards. Everyone was talking about it. But I was a little disappointed with Hades. Really? Yeah, I was kind of bummed. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Huh. I think like what you said earlier about not getting the story quick enough. And so it ended up kind of feeling repetitive. All right. see where you're coming from with that. All right. But even though these games were disappointments, we, of course, had some games that were big surprises. And man, I think we had some fun biggest surprises this game, this year. Uh, for me... Can I guess? Can I guess yours? Yeah, Liz. What did you think my biggest surprise of this year was? The Good Life. The Good Life? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, because I knew that game was going to be good. That was my pick. Um, <laughs> no, I'd probably, I'd probably say it's a runner-up. No, for me, hands down, biggest surprise was Dragon Quest Builder 2. What, was that your game your character? That was exactly the one I was going to say. <laughs> Because, like, Dragon Quest Builder 2, like, I just was, like, I was just slightly intrigued with it because I was like, oh, it's kind of like a builder game. And I saw it was also made by Koei Tecmo. And so I was like, oh, you know, that studio has some pretty fun stuff with it. And I absolutely loved Dragon Quest Builder 2. I thought that was so much fun. But, yes, my second runner-up probably would be The Good Life. It's The Good Life's not a great game. I'm going to just listen to the episode. The game is weird. But it was, it was, whatever reason, strangely addictive. I think I'm, like... I don't, I don't, I mean, so Dragon Quest Builders for me was absolutely it because, and I think the reason it has to fall under my biggest surprise for me is I, I don't do builder games. I'm bad at them. And I'm sure there's plenty of things I did not well in this game that I could have done better from a builder perspective, but I just traditionally do not like, do not do well with builder games. And this game just, it hooked me and I, and I loved everything about it. And I, I makes me want to go back and play it like i kind of forgot i know i actually still have it down oh yeah I do every too. time i see it i'm like ah, i want to play that again but yeah i i wasn't gonna say the good life be, at all because again it was i don't know it, it it's just it's still i felt like you took to the good life more than i, I did. did and that's the weird thing i played so much of it so i guess from that aspect it's the biggest surprise but i don't know that i liked it enough <laughs> I I think actually though too is procession to Cal to Calvary, and I don't I think more just because I I think of the surprise like I had no idea what this game it, it came out of nowhere I was like that looks kind of weird and then I just absolutely adored it so like in that aspect it kind of falls into it but yeah it's it's Dragon Quest Builders 
two is the easy answer for me. And I'm mad that you had the same thing. Or at least that you went <laughs> first. For me, when it comes to the surprise category, it's always games that I kind of dread playing because I'm like, oh, I'm not good at those type of games. I'm going to find it stressful. And then I end up falling in love with it. And so although I do agree with The Good Life, that is up there. Um, my top two would be Planet Coaster and Subnautica. Because especially there was some like space games that remind me of Subnautica. We were kind of yeah, getting the materials to build. and. Oh. Well, I thought you were talking about like the... 3d environment of you moving around because you that's one thing you hated about prey it was one of your favorite games but you hated like floating and that's kind of like oh well that too but yeah it's just the 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 gameplay as well i found intimidating because i i hated that and i was bad at it and the space games where you're getting the materials and trying to figure out how to craft stuff and so planet coaster and subnautica i thought i would find stressful and then i just like couldn't stop playing it and then it also does surprise me when games like Quake and Into the Pit, I end up liking them because I just, I always think that I'm not going, the same with Doom. Like I, whenever I f- like start playing Doom, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like it. And I end up loving it. So those games, I also, are the runner-ups, but yeah, Subnautica and Planet Coaster. It's unfortunate. Planet Coaster is not a game pass anymore. No. Sorry, guys. I know. So our next category here, it's kind of something we've been uh, bringing up throughout the year. And so I thought I'd finally throw it out to you guys for our next category here. What game did you absolutely wish Jack Black was in and do you think would actually improve the gameplay? So, I mean, partly because I said it, It Takes Two has got to be up there because I just, I I thought for a second that it was. You want Jack Black and It Takes well, Two? I, 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 yeah, that would be awesome. I thought it, he sounded like Jack Black at times enough that I, I think he could have done very well in it. But it's got to be the good life. Could you imagine Jack La- Jack Black being there? Jack Black I, and I Terry actually was going to be one of and my Terry Crews. Him saying, "Yeah, baby." Oh my goodness! <laughs> but I don't I don't care where. Put it, put Jack Black anywhere in the good life, and I'm sold. And and yes, again, I'm also just I'm gonna I'm gonna put in Terry Crews as well because if I'm making executive decisions that I'm allowed to make like that, I'm doing it. <laughs> I, yeah, the good life was definitely like. On my list, I was thinking about putting that as my number one. I was also thinking of uh, Call of the Sea. You know, just Jack Black narrating. Oh, great, it would made it a completely different game because Call of the Sea is a very serious game. And also, you have Jack Black narrating. I thought it would be kind of funny. Um, Slime Rancher. Well, it didn't Slime have any voice acting, did it? <laughs> no, it did. It had a narrator. Uh, and no, and your your character, your female character that you're playing, she narrated it. Uh, okay. But uh, so, but I mean, instead of her talking, just have a oh, yeah. narrator. I thought that'd be kind of. At that point, yeah. Twelve but minutes. Oh, yeah. twelve minutes. Once again, we made it completely different. I think for me, I think my actual pick, what I'm gonna pick, is Deep Rock Galactic. Oh yeah. Jack Black as a dwarf saying things like rack and stone and shooting bugs. I think you would have like amazing quips for that, and I think that it would actually be a lot of fun to hear his voice in Deep Rock Galactic. I will say though, the negative thing in a game like Deep Rock Galactic. It would be kind of like one of those things where you hear the same lines over and over again that would maybe get terrible. But I don't know. I think Jack Black doing dwarves would be pretty what funny. about Back for Blood? <laughs> oh, that one, yeah. I agree with you about Deep Rock Galactic. I actually thought that too. Oh, you know what would be... That was my number one You know what would be even better about Back for Blood? Jack Black as Jack Black. Like he, they just designed a Jack Black character and it's him. And he'd be like, what, like a tenacious Yeah, they, they'd already have a storyline because they'd just be Jack Black's story and ties <laughs> into the zombies. It would be like Bill Murray in Zombieland. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't pick Destroy All Humans. I was thinking about that, actually. I Like, I was looking through the list after, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think The Good Life just made me laugh enough yeah. with just such weirdness to it that I think he would have been just a perfect touch of weirdness. What about you, Liz? Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, I don't know. I Honestly, I feel like pretty much all of them. There are some games that I still would have given a pass if he was in. Uh, but I think most of them, he would have added a lot to it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think he's great in video games. I'm surprised you guys didn't pick the Artful Escape. You guys I actually was going to say that to it, you. But I, I think he would actually be in great in Artful Escape. Yeah, I think so too. I think he would have added a lot but I still would have hated the story. <laughs> but control. <laughs> yeah, I feel like on the serious ones, it'd be really... <laughs> I know, it would completely chase the tone of the game. 
But let's, so this next category I put in just for you because I feel like you say it all the time. What game did you absolutely wish was just a TV show or a movie? So some of the things, some of the games that I thought, and I didn't really know what to put in this category. It's something that I always say when we're, you know, reviewing games, but then sitting back and thinking about it, I'm like, I kind of forget. But I think the Rift Breaker, uh, that would be a good one. 12 Minutes, I feel like would have made a better movie because I hated uh, the gameplay. They're kind of our movies. Like, like you said, you've heard that storyline before. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't like the gameplay of it. I think mm. I would have enjoyed it more as a movie. Dead Space, Dishonored. And I was also thinking, like, I really like the story in Narita Boy, but I didn't, I feel like I didn't get enough of it. You know, those, like, flashbacks yeah. and stuff? So I'm thinking maybe that, but I don't know. What do you guys think? For me, I would actually think Going Under would be a fun TV show. Like seeing a TV show of like this intern fighting these like weird goblins. I didn't think that, but I love that pick. I think it'd be a cartoon, but I could see that. I mean, yeah, a cartoon. I think you could get away with live action, but a cartoon, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And then, or, or, and then that's another runner up, Brutal Legends. Brutal Legends I thought was really cool with like this whole environment. I think that would be a fun movie. I would watch it. Yeah, I could see that. I I was gonna I was thinking that or even like a, a TV show. I, I think it would obviously expand out pretty far from what the actual storyline is storyline of it is. But I, I could definitely see Brutal Legends being like a TV show. I was I was gonna say Battlefield series. Again, the vignettes. I think I think you could turn that into like a, like a short t- but short you could argue band of brothers i mean i guess but just saying you could turn all of those into actual like tv shows and i don't mean like when i say this too this isn't like a, oh i would have rather it been a tv show if we're if we're saying like i'd rather it have been that i think dead space would have made a really cool movie although i know i guess that still doesn't say it rather artful escape maybe i don't know Dead Space actually does technically have TV show and movies. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, again, like, It Takes Two could have been a movie. Well, for me, like, It Takes Two, the gameplay was so fun that I yeah. didn't think of that. But Control. Yeah. I mean, oh, that would yeah. be an amazing movie. That could be a really like, cool TV show, actually. X- X-File. Like a TV show, actually. Yeah. Like them going out and finding these different things. Yeah, that would make a really cool TV show. That's my top pick. I, I changed my mind. That's my top pick. <laughs> but then you could, you could argue that that TV show exists with French. Hmm. But it's different characters. <laughs> I, I guess. What, a, what about <laughs> The Good Life? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. There, I could not say that is like any other TV show or movie I've seen. Yeah, I don't... I don't it's like Animorphs. <laughs> I don't, that was a TV show at one point, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And a book series. At least a book series. That's kind of it for the fun categories. I can't really think of anything too much. How is Game of the Year not a fun category? It is your number one top pick must play. Yes. Thank you, Liz, for <laughs> ruining the great buildup. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't have a buildup, so I'm glad you saved me. So coming into now, our final Game of the Year. This is even like, it's not even so much, it's not even Game of the Year, because it's what game out of the 40 that we played was your favorite that you out of this list, which is out of 48 games. It is kind of hard to be like, this was my favorite, but we somehow kind of came up with something, right? I feel like it was actually kind of easy. Really? Yeah. They matched my scores for me. It's a tie in true Liz fashion. Uh, It takes two and psychonauts two. Those are my top games. Ah. I love the graphics, the music. And also I didn't realize this until I was going through all the stats it reflects on my scores. They were my top scored games. It makes sense. Solid picks. I mean, there were so many that I liked. Like, I was saying I love Control, Atomic Crocs. <laughs> Crocs? <laughs> That's a wild Atomic game. <laughs> Let me start over. No, I'm, I'm keeping that in. It's, it's Atomic Crocs. Atomic Crocs. <laughs> it's really uh, addicting. <laughs> You guys take over. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I fully agree with you. I think my number one pick for Game of the Year was Psychonauts 2. Like I said in the episode, I played Psychonauts 1 when it originally came out, and I fell in love with that game. 
I was a little nervous about Psychonauts 2 because I, I wasn't sure about the art style, but I think everything about Psychonauts 2, I just loved. I thought the gameplay was so much fun. The story, the characters, the music, everything I thought of Psychonauts 2 just exceeded my expectations. I just wish it was longer. I wanted more of that game, but I think a close second, it's not even my highest rating game, um, but I would actually probably go with the Rift Breaker. Everything about the Rift Breaker is just like up my alley. And I just, I spent so much time on that game. I, I know my one of my biggest complaints was just kind of like a little bit of the actual hand-to-hand combat, but I thought the base building was so addictive and I love just the mass amount of monsters on the screen. That game is fun. Yeah, you actually said when we did Control that that was a contender for Game of the Year. Yeah, Control's definitely up there too because I think Control's story was awesome. And just the end with the DLC and like the little things that they're, well, it's not even hinting at it anymore because Remedy Studios announced that they are making Alan Wake too. But I just loved Control was, yeah, I don't know. you're making me change my pick. No, I'm sticking with it. You're Control's the one definitely that said up there. It. Control's definitely up there. And Hades is up there. You know what? I really like Celeste too. You know, th- okay. I need to stop. Ah, oh, bam. But what about Dragon Quest Builder? I don't know. No, you know what? Yeah, it's, there's too many. Because then there's four. Uh, you know, I'm stopping. Go, Keith. I mean, it's, it's what you're essentially doing is you're kind of just picking one from every category. And I'm, and I'm really falling under the same boat. I, I think the one I've got to go with because of the fact that it was just like it was kind of, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere that it came to Game Pass, but it's been around for so long and then it came to Game Pass and it was finally available to play and it was everything I guess I wanted it to be from what I had understood it was going to be. I think it's going to be Undertale for me as like the the final answer, but at the same time, you're right. There are so many runners up. Hades is just so much fun. It's absolutely one of the best roguelikes out there. Like Atomicrops is my best roguelike out there because of what it is but Hades is just good in every way there's there's not a lot of things I could think to add to it and then you know yeah Forza is an amazing racing game Dragon Quest Builders just so it was my biggest surprise of the year and it's just so much fun and I think it was actually one of my highest scores outside of Horizon now that I'm looking at it so just there's so many good games but I think because of of what it I guess it kind of represents from being on Game Pass, and well, that's what we do. I think I stick with Undertale. Wow, that's one of the games I had to look up because it was just not my cup of tea. I completely forgot about it. Huh? That's really interesting. All right, so Liz, you did such a wonderful job creating this list and writing everything down, but uh, I hear you have some fun stats for us. I love stats, guys. So we played a total of forty-eight games. Well, Andrew did. Keith, 47. I played 44, which shout out to Dave, Aaron, and Max for doing the podcast with us on days that we needed them. So nice. Thanks, guys. So first off, I have the average. And I remember the first year we did this, Keith was like the negative Nancy of us, and he was in last place. This year, my average score was 76.61, so I am in last. Wow. 76 is your average? 0.61 0.61 but I mean I wow. am also very honest well not that you guys aren't honest but I guess brutally honest with I mean I had games in the 40s yeah you know I feel like especially Keith Keith has just like a sweet spot of like 70s to 90s he really doesn't dip below that well for him his lowest 69 because he just likes to oh do yeah the sorry nice. 60s <laughs> sorry 60s is his lowest but for me it's like if I really dislike a game like I will give a bad score um, and so that, that reflects that. And then, um, Keith 80.73, which isn't that far off. I mean, I'm not like 10 points behind. No, that's not terrible. Yeah. And Andrew, you were, I feel like this was your harshest review season. 80.96. Oh, so you're barely low? above Keith. Oh, cause I remember into the pit. I gave like a, yeah, I gave a 50 and I think there was a 40. Deer simulator yeah. was 46. Yeah. Yeah. So then our top five games, which I love the, the game of the year section because sometimes it's not your highest rated game. Oh. Andrew, top five. 98, you gave Forza Horizon 4. Psychonauts 2, you gave 96. It Takes 2, 95. Control, 95. And Psychonauts 1, 93. So those were your top five. Oh. Keith, you gave Forza a 98. 
Dragon Quest Builders, 95. Back for Blood, 94. Psychonauts, 2, 93. And Undertale is your number five at 90. But it also shares that spot with Procession to Calvary, Atomicrops, and Rain on Your Parade. Dang, I forgot how much I liked that game. That's weird. Yeah, you, you really liked Rain on Parade, your parade. I think. Yeah, and then for me, uh, number one, Psychonauts and It Takes Two. Both I gave a 97. Control was my number three with a 90. Monster Train, 89. And Planet Coaster, 87. And then bottom three. Ooh. Which, by the way, with spicy. the top five, all of us have Psychonauts too. That yeah. is the game that we all shared. Bottom three, Andrew with a 46 Deer Simulator, <laughs> 50 Into the Pit, and 65 Narita Boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was disappointed Narita Boy. 67 Quake. 67, Aragami 2. 69, The Artful Escape. <laughs> I was expecting to be 69. 69. <laughs> Which is so funny with how much you fought me on that one. Uh, bottom three for me, 47, Deer Simulator. 55, The Artful Escape. And 57, Trailmakers, if you guys can remember. I do, I I, I do that remember game. that game. I That game wasn't great, but I did have some fun with it. It was kind of fun creating wacky vehicles. So I think it's funny is I was talking about putting this all in Excel and, and you actually did what I was basically talking about, just I'm guessing by hand, which again, props to you. You're like, oh, I wasn't sure what you meant by that. No, I, you, I figured average, but... I mean, like I said, I'm sure you put put together some fun charts and I don't know, other like other ways to manipulate it out. But I mean, it largely, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And well, you, you nailed it. So way to go, Liz. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. Yeah, all that hard work, Liz. Seriously. But uh, I, I sent the question out to uh, our listeners to uh, what, what some of their favorite games on Game Pass was. So our longtime listener, Rune, his favorite games that he played in Game Pass this past year was It Takes Two and then A Plague's Tale Innocence, which we did that the year before. I loved A Plague's yeah, that's Tale. That's a good one. I, I cannot wait for the sequel for that game. He has good taste in games. <laughs> uh, another one of our longtime listener, Curtis, him and his brother, uh, Lyndon, they both, I see him playing this game a lot but they loved snow runner snow runner is a like a first person like heavy simulator game where you are driving trucks through snow i tried it a handful of times it is pretty fun but it like legitimately is work <laughs> but it's, it's pretty I've cool seen clips of that game and it's pretty entertaining to watch yeah but he said his other top three would be man eater call of sea call of the sea and control man it's funny because man eater to me that i didn't say it but that's on like a disappointment list for me because i think it could have been so much better it was fun and i liked it but man it could have been so much better i didn't play that no one. that was that yeah. was one one of the few you didn't play and i and i think you would you would you wouldn't even mind it i i don't think it would be a game you would hate necessarily but it's it, it was a it was kind of a bummer to me it was when i was so excited to come to game pass and like it looked like it was gonna be fun and i was like ah it just kind of fell flat. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just repetitive. I think if, but it wasn't I think if it had been a day one, it it would have been different for me. But something about having watched trailers of it and like it was never even on, I think it was even on Xbox originally, and then it came there and it was Game Pass, and then it's like oh. <laughs> but uh, and then Javier from Nerd Talk Plus said the Arful Escape was his favorite game that he played in Game Pass this year. <laughs> Liz does not agree. No, I, do you know what? It's, it's so interesting. I didn't, I don't know why I just laughed. I think it just, it, <laughs> no, I, I didn't laugh in a mean way. It's in a, isn't it weird how like some games speak to you and other people are just like, I hate that game. So but I, mean, I just, you know, maybe I should, uh, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the fact that he likes that game so much, I'm like, maybe I should give it another try. Be more open-minded, you know? See, I keep saying that about alien isolation. But then I then I and when I actually start watching like gameplay of it, I'm like, man, I put like 15 hours in that game, and I was done. <laughs> I beat that game and I was done. Do you know what like if something rubs me the wrong way, it's really hard for me to like not pick at it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but like so many people always talk about how great Alien Isolation was, and I'm just like, I just got so annoyed with that game. <laughs> But uh, one last category for you guys. Who is your favorite co-host? Oh, easily. That's got to be Dave. We're not picking each other. <laughs> that's is like, that no, weird? Let's go with. Let's just do it as a joke. Myself. 
<laughs> wow, you both suck. <laughs> I guess no. I I mean, Andrew, you uh, you edit the episodes and have to listen to me talk in life and editing the podcast. I mean, I feel like you deserve nah, the kudos. Just... I don't know about the title, but you deserve a kudos. Well, the correct answer is, you are all are so great. Oh, yeah, you guys are great. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. You all it's suck. our, right, it's our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, trick question. Our listeners. Actually, no. <laughs> They're the best. How? What? Our silent co-host. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, he has not been playing games. Uh, is he yeah, doing all right? Can somebody check on him? I have him on Twitter. I'll, fu- I'll, I'll send him a message if he's doing all right. I'll have to, I'll, I'll have I to mean, translate it to French because I, I think he'll block me if I send him a message in English. That's very true. <laughs> I mean, some of the older games that we have played, I get it. But yeah, it's been a while. Dang. Oh, That's crazy. Excited. I hope he's doing Hope, all right. Hope, hopefully, get him back soon. Good. I, I, but anyway, I was, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna throw one last thing out there for you guys because it just ahead. doesn't feel like an episode if we don't rate something. So, so what would you guys rate this episode? Ooh, um, I, I rate it seven apple pies. Huh. I was gonna do a food one too. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so weird. <laughs> what were you gonna say that two keys? Because even you look disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. <laughs> I was going to say a pepperoni pizza, you know, okay. because what, just one pepperoni not a lot pizza? of people go for the pepperoni pizza, but it's nice. I love pizza, but for whatever reason, pepperoni pizza literally is like, for me, the most disappointing pizza. I don't know why. I like pepperoni. I like it. And I love all pizza. Every time pizza has, or like TV or pizza commercials in general, always have like pepperoni and peppers. And it always looks so good, but I never order that. And I like green peppers See? on pizza and I like pepperoni on pizza, but I don't order them together. I mean, sauce and mushroom is my my jam. My favorite. It's not my favorite, but I mean, I also just love pepperoni. Like if you get like a works or I do, but it is so weird. Like I like pepperoni too, but if I literally have two pizzas in front of me, a cheese and a pepperoni, I'm always going for that cheese. I go for both. Oh, I'll go for pepperoni every time. Uh, I was I was gonna rate this episode PG. Okay, so <laughs> I give it seven apple pies. Liz gives it one pepperoni pizza. And Keith gives it peachy. I mean, it's safe for all audiences. It's okay. This just shows how great we are at rating things. We should not be doing a podcast of reviewing games. Uh, how do we have people that listen to us? Thanks, everybody. All right, but I think it's going to do it for us for this year, even though it's you know already 2021, but still, a wrap-up. It's or 2022. 2022. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, good. What happened to that year? But please make sure you follow us on our Facebook, Game Ask Bag, and our social our Twitter at GPGPPod, and our Tinder at Game Pass Grab Bag. Uh, please if you have right. a game suggestion, please. We would love to hear. We'd love to hear them. Please email us at gamepassgrabbag.gmail.com. I've been your hardcore gamer, host Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live, Firebird, Zoom 1952. Please, if you want to join in the achievement hunt and join the crowd, the crude. 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 I don't know what that was. You can keep that crude. one. In. If you want to join, <laughs> join the crew of achievement hunters, please make sure to send me a message because I don't get notified when people follow me. So I do have people following me, but it's like I have to friend you too to actually appear on the leaderboard. So please send me a message if you're joining the achievement hunt. All right, Keith. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Cause I don't know. I, I've listened to us sometimes and I, I, I don't know why people listen to us. So thank you. We, we love you all. Oh. We really do. I remembered another plug. Oh, okay. Well, I'm oh, sorry. Keith. No, I was, keep saying your heart I was just, I was just, I was just telling everyone how thankful I am. It's, it's crazy to me. I never thought we'd, we'd make it three years, partly cause I just never really thought we'd keep doing it, but I never, I never I thought we'd actually get people who actually listen to us. And so, yeah, like truly, thank you. It, it means a lot. It seriously blows my mind every day, like looking at like the list, like how many people listen to us a day and stuff. I'm like, thanks. People like us. <laughs> it's still, yeah, it blows doesn't my mind. mean they like us. They could be mocking us. Oh, that, that is very true. But speaking of <laughs> mocking us, uh, I put it on our Facebook, but, uh, Spotify now has a rating system. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, which I think 65% of our listeners are on Spotify, please take a second and give us a review. Greatly appreciate it. Liz. I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag Commandant Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob Izzy W. And I was trying so hard not to mess up. 
I also I just posted the funniest video on Twitter. You don't have to follow me on Twitter, but it's just like I does anybody well, I else love it. what? I retweeted it with a Oh test. you did? Yeah. Okay. I love videos of people falling, not like really hurting themselves. I was like cackling like a maniac with this yeah. one. Oh my gosh. If someone's falling over or someone's getting hit in the crotch or uh, someone gets punched. You were playing the Oculus and I, I feel like <laughs> I heard you explaining, oh, that's, that's Liz, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love how much you love that video though. Oh, I've seen it like 10 times now. Hi everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us for this wonderful year. And we hope to see you again next year. Bye guys. Bye.